0: Scripture today comes from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 11 through 19. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Good morning, church. Thanks, Jerome and J.D. and Kevin. Uh, J.D., I've got paper up here myself, so you're not the only antique. Okay. Um, today, the sermon topic is Thanksgiving. Now, before you, grab your phones and look at your calendar. Um, it's not November the Chiefs don't play today. Okay. Um, you don't have to make a turkey this week. It's not Thanksgiving. Uh, so why a sermon on... Thanksgiving in June. Well, simply put, it's just its just that important. Thanksgiving. Gratitude. Thankfulness. There's many words for the same thing. It is very important. In fact, Thanksgiving, if you think about it, is the distinguishing mark of the true Christ follower. When you look at the story of the ten lepers that we just read. What distinguished... The one true Christ follower in that story. It was thanksgiving. Thankfulness. The one leper came back to Jesus and said, Thank you. The one who has faith in Christ should be first and foremost a thankful person. Now, this morning, would you describe yourself as a thankful person? If you're a Christian... And you don't really think that you're a thankful person. Well, something isn't right. Something is amiss if you're not a thankful person, being as you are, a Christian. If you like to follow along your Bibles, we're going to be in Colossians, the book of Colossians, uh, which is actually a letter written by the Apostle Paul and Timothy. It describes, among other things, it describes how the one who has faith in Christ should be thankful should be a person overflowing uh, with thanksgiving. Paul covers thanksgiving in all four chapters of the book. Seven times in all, he mentions thanksgiving or gratitude. For example, Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 7 says, So then, just as you received Christ as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. We find this language a lot especially in the, in the New Testament where you're filled up with something or you're overflowing with something. And when you encounter that language in the New Testament I want you to take this thought. When somebody bumps you what spills out of you? Because whatever you're full of will spill out of you when you get bumped just like a glass of water. When somebody bumps you does anger, resentment, revengeful thoughts fill out of you? Or does something like your thankfulness come out? Gratitude. This morning, as we consider how to be thankful, we're going to explore specifically the Apostle Paul's gratitude. What was Paul thankful for? We can find that in the book of Colossians. And let's focus on that Colossians chapter 1 verses 3-5 through We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of truth, the gospel What can we learn about here? about Paul's gratitude? And can we be thankful for the same reasons Paul is? Well, notice that Paul's gratitude begins with his relationships. He is simply thankful for the Christians in the city of Colossae. Now, his relationships are unique in this context because he had actually never been to Colossae. He didn't start the church in Colossae. It was probably this guy named Epaphras, which is mentioned later on in chapter 1 of Colossians. So he didn't know these Christians personally. Yet he was overflowing with thankfulness for them. Because he had heard about two really great things about them. They had faith in Christ, and they had love for one another. And those two things, faith in Christ, Love for one another are the two pillars of Christianity. The two pillars of Christianity. So Paul was overflowing in thankfulness. Because even though they had difficulties. Otherwise Paul wouldn't be writing this letter. Even though they had difficulties. They were still. They still had down the two pillars of Christianity. Faith in Christ and love for one another of course faith in Christ we all know that's key for Christianity but can faith in Christ exist without love for one another I want you to think about that question can faith in Christ exist without love for one another so there was this moment uh, in Jesus' life when he was tested by a religious leader the Sadducee, in fact, uh, he the Sadducee asked Jesus this trick question to try to stump him. He said, Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar? I kind of wish Jesus would have answered the question differently than he did. But, ultimately, he said, Yes, it's right to pay taxes to Caesar because of the image that was on the coin that you pay taxes to Caesar. He said, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. But then he said something that shook the foundations of the world. He said, yeah, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. And give to God what is God's. Give to God what is God's. You see, throughout the biblical narrative we find rooted in there this idea that humanity, all humans were made in the image of of God. Just like money has images of their civic makers on them. So humans have an image of their creator on them. So simply by the fact that what is human means that one has value, one has worth. One should be loved if you are human because you bear the image of God. Just as American money has worth and value in the American kingdom, so humans have value in the kingdom of God. So can faith in Christ exist without love for one another? Not likely. Another Jewish leader steps up. Uh, This time it's a Pharisee. And all this is in Matthew chapter 22, if you're taking notes. And the Pharisee has a trick question for Jesus. He says, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Now, this Pharisee would have had 613 laws that he would have had to abide by and enforce. 613. Jesus whittles them down to two. And I kind of wish Jesus would have just whittled them down to one. Because, you know, loving God That's, you know, that's pretty easy to love God. But it means that you must love those who bear His image as well. Loving God means you must love those who bear His image. Just like faith in Christ always comes with a side of love for one another. To love God or to have faith in Christ logically leads to loving one another. You can't have one without the other. First John chapter three, verse twenty-three, says, "And this is God's command to believe in the name of His Son Jesus Christ, faith in Christ, and to love one another as He commanded us." Those are the two pillars right there in First John three twenty-three: faith in Christ, love for one another. If you remove one of them, the whole structure comes down. So if we are to love someone simply because they are human, and if we're supposed to respect them and treat them with dignity simply because they're human, how much more should we respect and love those, those few of us in the world who have faith in Christ? I and mean, isn't that just a special, precious bond to share with another human being? Faith in Christ. That is a special bond. So Paul is thankful for these Christians in Colossae because they got down faith in Christ and notice he specifically says in Colossians chapter 1 they have love for all the saints. What a special group of people to be a part of and associated with. Those who have faith in Christ which naturally leads to loving one another. If you are not overflowing overflowing with thankfulness because you are part of this church and these people right here then something isn't right something is amiss and you need to think about what a privilege it is to be surrounded by the faces that you're surrounded by right now recently on Wednesday nights, we practiced gratitude. For those of you who would come to church, Wednesday night Bible class, you remember how I made you write thankful notes, thank you notes, right? Well, this jar right here is the result of that practice of gratitude. We uh, got about 175 thank you notes altogether. I'm not going to read all of them today, but I am going to read some of them. I'm going to read um, about 40 of them, okay? So that might seem like a lot, but I don't think it'll take a lot of time. So this is what we got here. I am thankful for Jerome Harris for always leading wonderful singing. Amen to that. I'm thankful for Jeff Adair for being a great youth minister and encourage me to come to youth events. I am thankful for the search committee for their commitment and service. I am thankful for Debbie Gonzalez for her tireless efforts to bring the Spanish and English congregations together. I'm thankful for Sharon Hustler, Hustler for all the things she does around the church that is all done behind the scenes. She is on call 24-7. That's true. I'm thankful for Carol Shear and all she does for the preschool class she makes teaching so easy I'm thankful for Renee Baker and Martha Bigford Bickford for teaching the preschool Bible classes on Sunday and Wednesday during spring quarter I'm thankful for Will Baker for the great snacks he brings to class and also side note the great lessons he has I'm thankful for our Sunday school teachers Kathleen and Miranda I'm thankful for Kevin and Beth Beasley because they teach my class every Wednesday and Miranda and Kathleen Harris for teaching class on Sunday and letting us grow plants from seeds. I'm thankful for Kevin and Beth Beasley for their willingness to grow in the word and serve by teaching our most precious gifts from God, our children. I'm thankful for Jane and the teachers at the Heartland Daycare. I'm thankful for David Scott and Steve Gibney for leading the parenting class. I'm thankful for Lisa Dworak for teaching preschool praise. I'm thankful for the coordinators of the Heartfelt Ministry, Leslie Rowe, Renee Pulse, and Kathleen Harris. I'm thankful for Kim Purcell. She is positive and works hard at her responsibilities, and she cares about the church family. I'm thankful for Carla Martinez. Thank you so much for helping out with the housekeeping here at Heartland when your mother is away. I appreciate the hard work that goes into that. I'm thankful for Erica Shear for her friendship that I know will last. I'm thankful for Brandy Ginn just for being Brandy again. I'm thankful for Nate Purcell. He's inspiring and great. <laughs> I'm thankful for my school teacher, Mrs. Harrison My parents and baseball coaches Who give their time to coach me every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday And I'm thankful for Nate Purcell for working and helping Wilcrest thankful for Amanda Gill and her friendship I'm thankful for Amanda Gill for taking charge and leading the Easter egg hunt I'm thankful for Alicia Turner for her strength, wisdom, friendship, and energy. I <laughs> am um, thankful for Ishmael Sirion for coming to Zach's baseball game. Thankful to Steve and Yolanda Gibney for Christian fellowship. And encouragement. I'm thankful, thankful for Yolanda Gibney for her service as our accountant and bookkeeper. Let just take a minute. I didn't expect this. I'm thankful for Mark and Lisa Dwork. Uh, for work to help on the grad banquet and fellowship meals. Thankful for JD and Diane Green for their love and care for benevolence. I'm thankful for Steve Pulse for being a peacemaker. I was going to give him a hard time about that, but he's not here. I'll have to do that later. Thankful for Mori and his effort and desire for us to worship safely. Thankful for Brandon Day. He does lots of work for the church's missions and is encouraging. Today I'm thankful for the other mothers of boys only. Leslie, Kathleen, etc. who serve as mentors for me and others. Thankful for Jace and his spunk. (laughs) Thankful for... Sherry Myers, she is the sweetest, kindest lady I know. Her smile is genuine. Thankful for Sherry Miles. Love her smile and her love for everyone. I am thankful for Sherry Myers, who has been my best friend for 40 years. Through thick and thin, good and not so good, happy times and sad, I could ask for no better friend. Thankful that my husband has dinner ready when I get off work. Somebody show off. I'm thankful for my husband who loves me and provides for me unselfishly. When I am worried or anxious, he knows how to calm me and settle my mind. He is my solid rock. And reminder of God's love and care for me. Ted, that one's yours. I'm thankful for the Morris family for preparing coffee and getting donuts on Sunday mornings. I'm thankful for Clark Morris because he's calm and reasoned. And last but not least, I'm thankful for Clark and Stephanie Morris for dealing with me. I don't know who wrote that, but thanks for dealing with people. How easy it is for us to take each other for granted. It's so easy. We take each other for granted. You all have the most valuable gifts in the world. Right here in this room. Please don't let these gifts go to waste. Be thankful for one another. I mean, that's what you do when you get a gift, right? You say thank you. Be thankful for one another. In fact, be overflowing with thankfulness. Overflowing. Let's pray. Father, we come to you with overflowing thankfulness, gratitude, thanksgiving for the blessings simply of this day, for giving us life, for giving us breakfast and lunch later, and uh, for the sunshine, breath in our lungs. Father, I specifically wish to pray uh, to thank you for our Christian brothers and sisters here together in this room. May we not take each other for granted. May we have faith in Christ that is genuine so it overflows in thankfulness for one another. Father, especially we're thankful for Jesus Christ who's also our brother, your son, and we have redemption. It's in his name we pray. Amen. All right, we're going to have a video at this time.
1: A few years ago, I was really struggling with life. I felt like I had everything I needed, but I just wasn't happy. And I felt like life was a treadmill. I felt lost. I didn't really enjoy being here. And then, I went and not. And she had some really wonderful advice for me. She said, hey, she secret to happiness. Reflection and gratitude. So take time every day and think through the day. See if there's anything you can be genuinely grateful for. So I did. Ten days I, I did this little project, wrote down things. And very quickly I realized that there were amazing things I would miss if I hadn't been doing it. Being a photographer, I decided to do a photographic project called 365 grades and take a photo a day of something that was great for Every single day for a year. And it changed my life. I mean I could never have expected a I noticed with my husband. He was a beautiful man and a great husband, but he was just never very romantic. And I had kind of labeled him as that. But then during this project, I started to see things I otherwise would have missed. And there were some beautiful moments and things he was doing that I, in the busyness of every day, wouldn't have even seen if I hadn't been doing this 365 grateful project. I took a photo one day of a piece of pie that he gave me. We were sitting down for dinner and there were two pieces of pie left in the tray. The first one was a little bit scungy and sliding a little and and the other one had a great big crust. It was a corner piece and it was delicious and big. And he without even thinking put the biggest and the best piece of pie on my plate. And I was just astounded. I, I realized that every day he was choosing me and thinking of me, it made me see him for the first time. And I was so grateful. At the end of this project, he actually said to me, I feel like I'm enough for you now. And that was just incredibly beautiful for me. Another thing I noticed was how connected I felt to nature. I felt like there were beautiful beetles landing on my shirt and I'd see them and I'd think, wow, I'm honored you're here. We were beautiful bits of nature that I otherwise would have been rushing past and going, Oh cute, yeah, But doing this project pulled me right into the moment and seeing what was really good about my life and the beautiful things around me that every day were on display for me to see. It felt like, wow, I should watch where I'm stepping, I should um, honour the, the earth that I'm on and be grateful to be here. I'm so lucky to be alive and see this display every day and that meaning also feel connected to the universe and, and God or something bigger and more powerful than me. Not only did this 365 grateful project help me. It spread through Flickr, Facebook, and magazines, and blogs. People started doing their own Grateful Projects, and then their friends started doing their own Grateful Projects. Very quickly, I started getting amazing emails from people sharing their stories with their projects and how it affected their lives.
0: Alright, yeah. This morning, don't forget to be thankful, mate. My... <laughs> that accent's contagious seriously, don't forget to be thankful. You know, a life of gratitude blesses not only your life, but those lives around you. Um, So important, Thanksgiving. And by the way, you saw my picture project of what what I'm thankful for. Um, Some of those pictures were a little dated. So there's a good opportunity. You know, if If you want to update your picture on the directory, that's why I pulled a lot of those, Um, you now have motivation to do that. And if I missed somebody, uh, you know, it was inevitable probably for me to leave out a picture of somebody. If I left anybody out of those pictures, uh, my fault, I apologize. Get with me. Um, We can get a picture of you. Um, Let me leave you uh, with this. Though it be hot... And summer June, you have reason to sing a grateful tune. They a turkey if you must and bake a pumpkin pie crust. Being thankful can be hard to remember, but you don't have to wait till November. All the blessings harvest can provide is right here at your beside. What a precious gift to appreciate, to be counted among the saints. Let's stand and see.